What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's show, I have a 16-year-old that made $22,100.68 on her first flip. And she talks about how she found it, how she funds it, um, how she renovated it, who she used, and how she sold it, and how she made more money than she thought she was going to make, and all of the reasons why you should be able to do it too. So if she can do it, you can do it. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. I've got another another person under 18 that's making money. So where are you at? Are you making money in real estate? Because there's people out there all over making money from the ages of 12 to probably like 80 and 90 years old. So you have no excuse. Get out there, get off your butt and go make some money in real estate. All right. I hope you guys enjoy the show. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. I am back with another um, minor, another person, house flipper, <laughs> under 18. So um, yeah. Hey, guess what? If you're listening to this, this is, we have multiple house flippers under 18 that are making money in the business. So if you're not, maybe you should figure out how to do that. So um, I'm hoping that these episodes will inspire you and also push you uh, to do a little bit more yourself, but also to bring your kids into the business and, and how you can do that and things like that. So um, today I've got Riley Eccles on the podcast. Riley, good to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad you're Again. on and you've been on before, right? Is this like your third? Is this your third one? Uh, I think so. Cause I was on, uh, one with my dad and then, oh no, he was on three. Okay. I think this will be my third one. Maybe. Okay. I sat next to your dad sure. on the airplane on the way to Cancun or on the way to Puerto Vallarta in, uh, mm-hmm. Mexico. and he said, uh, he sent me pictures. Well, he was telling me a story about this podcast and he said, uh, you know, Riley said, oh, hey dad, I have a podcast with Bill at four o'clock today. And he's like, wait, I'm not going to be home at four o'clock. And you're like, no, no, you're not on the podcast. Just me. Like, you, you don't need to be there. Like, what are you even talking about? And so we were kind of laughing about that on the airplane. So, um, okay. I'm glad that you're here. Let, tell everybody a little bit, um, catch them up a little bit about your story. Some give me like the cliff notes of your story of if they hadn't heard who you are. Of like how I've got here and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, basically, um, my dad kind of. Um, exposed me to real estate at a really, really young age by listening to podcasts and um, honestly, and books and stuff. And podcasts is how I kind of like got up to this point. So the fact that I'm on one and a few right now is really crazy to me. Um, But then we found this uh, program, the seven figure, or I guess it wasn't called that back then, was it? It was house flipping formula, I think. Yeah, house flipping formula. And uh, we met a lot of great mentors and I guess uh, my dad took me to properties and stuff, and I'm now here um, doing my own stuff as well. Okay, so what are you doing now? I, so when I tell people what I'm doing, usually I'll say, oh, I'm doing the marketing, or I'm doing um, like just little stuff for the business, but I actually set a goal last year to like get my first property, and uh, that's what we're here to talk about today is (laughs) getting that first property um, and helping out with the business with that. Yeah. I remember early on, it was a lot of like, Hey, I'm helping my dad. I'm going to some mm-hmm. uh, properties. I'm doing some marketing. 
I'm doing those kind of things. But now you wanted to do one on your own. So, um, yep. so let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> is this your first one? Is this a, you just finished the first yep. deal that you've done on your own? Yep, very first one. Uh, my dad only helped me with like little minor things because obviously I didn't want to like go bankrupt on my bankrupt on my first one. So he would check numbers for me and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mainly did most of it on my own. Okay, so let's let's talk quick. How old are you? Uh, what grade are you in? Um, do you have a driver's license? That kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm 16. I am a junior, and I do have a driver's license. Cool. Okay. And in fact, with this house, I bought my first car with it. Nice. Okay, we'll get there. Let's get there. So, um, okay. okay. So, what was it like? Like, um, get, let's talk a little bit about your kind of journey into it. You've been coming to some of our events, like Flip Hacking Live, and some of the mm-hmm. the the live events that we do, like the mastermind meetings, you like kind of, uh, I think forced your dad to join the mastermind and he, uh, <laughs> he, you come to some of the events. So what was that like? Like, were you immediately at a very young age interested in this or did it take a little while for you to get interested? Uh, I think it was pretty, uh, immediate because of what I was listening to and stuff. Well, at, no, at first I was kind of like, uh, what is this? because I would go to the properties with my dad, not really caring that much. I'd be playing on like the family computer or whatever at the properties, not really knowing what my dad was doing. But then um, when we were listening to podcasts and stuff, I started listening and actually genuinely like getting my interest was like uh, spiking like through the roof. I was like, oh my gosh, these people are making millions of dollars just by what, flipping a house? I think I could do that. And so I just kind of found that passion through it too, because just watching my dad through all this stuff, I'm just like, that seems like really fun and really cool. How old were you then? When you, it's uh, I was in fifth question. grade. 10 fifth years grade. old. Yeah. So I was like 10. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Um, okay. 10 years old, starting to get interested in it. I remember when I was uh, 10 years old, I was starting to collect like <laughs> baseball cards and, um, <laughs> And about a year or two after that is when I started like uh, buying candy in bulk and selling it at school for a markup. And so that was my first kind of like entry into entrepreneurship. And then I started Mm -hmm. really um, selling a lot of baseball cards. Like I would go to baseball card shows. I think I was like 13 or 14. My parents had to drive me there and I couldn't afford to make the cases. So at baseball card shows, then they had these like metal cases with plexiglass tops that were kind of expensive. So we built them, me and my dad built them two by fours and like screwed in plexiglass to the top. So I'd like lift the case off my cards, like lay them out and put the case on so nobody would steal them. And this was at like the malls. We had like real malls that back then, you know, like the malls inside uh, that yeah. you probably don't even know what that is. So I would go to the <laughs> mall and we would set up all these baseball card shows. You'd buy, a, you'd buy a booth for like 40 bucks a day or something. And I'd sell baseball cards and trade baseball cards. And so that was kind of like early entry for me between the ages of like 10 and 15 of entrepreneurship. And then I went on to start like a lawn mowing company and stuff like that. And then I, I went to college, went in the military and just like killed off that. I don't know. That's just, it was like, oh, I'm supposed to get a job. I'm supposed to go do this. And it took till I was like in my mid thirties, mid, yeah, mid thirties. That was like 35 when I finally started like growing my business. So the fact that yeah, you are like, not fitting those societal norms and stuff, yeah. going to college, get a good job kind of thing. Yeah. It took me like 12 or 13 years to, or even 15 years to be like, I, I don't think this is me. And so, um, yeah. and so it's really cool that you're here. And I think a lot of people are trying like figuring that out at lots of different times. So now 12 years, 10 years old, 
you're starting to get the, and then you're starting to do some small jobs. And then it kind of came to the mm -hmm. point where what, well, at what point were you like, I'm just going to do this by myself. Like why I don't, uh, I want to do my own. Well, I don't exactly remember, uh, like why I decided, cause I make vision boards every year. And I know that sometimes when I look at your Instagram, like, uh, one of the, I remember a video that you had put on there that was like create a vision board, even if you think it's stupid kind of thing. And I just, I don't know. I just really like doing that. And I think everybody should create a vision board. But one of my visions on there was that I wanted to obtain my first property. And I didn't, I kind of just like set that in the back of my mind, which was not a good idea. Don't do that. <laughs> don't set your goals in the back of your mind. Keep looking at them every day. Um, and I finally like just I was just finally like let's do it when I saw Dawson up on stage and I was like how is it that this kid can do it and I just set it back there like it I was like oh it's a goal but I'm just gonna like I have to just put in the action to do it you know so I think the biggest struggle for me with that like getting started was that I just put it back in my mind and then it finally took just someone you know around my age or younger than me to just like kick it in the gear just you know so, yeah. Okay, I've got a very direct question I'm going to ask you. So, okay. two years ago, really like mm -hmm. a little over a year, a year and a half ago, you and your dad were on stage at Flip Packing Live. Yeah. Right? You were the first kid to go on stage at Flip Packing Live and give a presentation. Right. Mm -hmm. And then last year, we had two other kids come on stage and give a presentation. You mentioned Dawson, who had done a deal, and then mm -hmm. Sophia. How much of of the competitive side of you caused you to leave there and say, screw this, I'm doing it. Like, because it, you were on stage before, and, and I don't know if this is true, yeah. I'm just wondering now that you said, mentioned Dawson, and you mm -hmm. saw a 12 year old having like bought a house, fix it up and rent it out. And you're like, I need to get, I need to go faster. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I saw it, I was, I was just like, how, did I just not uh, get started? Like, I know that um, competition is really good for this business, but the fact that I didn't have any of that really because I knew that I was going to start young, but it was like, how young do I start, you know? And so I was like, I can't put this off for any longer. And so the, the fact that there were two other kids that went up that are around my age um, really was like, wow, like, this is... I bet this is what the adults at Flip Hacking Live feel when they're like all these other adults around here. Cause I was only competing with like what the 19 year olds, 20 year olds doing it. Now it's getting younger and younger. And so I'm just like, what am I doing that they're not, you know, or yeah. <laughs> so, so I loved, I love that that's true because you're right. And you nailed it. The adults, that's exactly how we feel when we sit in those events is yeah. if they can do it, I can do it. And I just and didn't have enough competition to, be like, oh, I really need to do this, you know? Well, well, there's two options. There's two things that I see that happen. Somebody speaks on, at mm -hmm. Flipacking Live and then says, oh, like they go in their shell and they're like, oh man, like it, like you said, it's getting younger and they're getting, they're doing it or it kicks them into gear and they say, hey, I need to, I need to move and I got to, I got to move and I got to do this. And so I'm glad that it was the latter for you and not the, the, the first one where you're like, oh man, like, Gosh, I have I I put it off a little bit. I said I was going to do it. It's taken longer. I have I've been doing other things, you know, school and being a kid and doing all this other stuff. Where you were like, "Hey, I can do both." And so, if you're listening to this, the same thing happens to you. I don't care if you're 
you know, 15 years old or if you're 90 years old. Like when you see somebody else doing it, you got two options. You can say, oh yeah, they, they can do it, but I can't do it because of dot, dot, dot. Or you can say, this is going to fuel me and I'm going to kick my butt into gear and get going. And I, so I'm glad you did that. And, and I'm glad you're honest about it. Like, it's really cool that you're right. Yeah. You, did, it, you were like the original kid in our community. You were the original young house flipper. You were, you had the spotlight, you were on the stage, you were on the show and those kind of things. And now um, you see some other kids starting to come up and try to take your crown. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, I'm gonna. But I'm also, I'm also glad that uh, it we're inspiring like other people too, because it's it's incredible. Like, just the community that we built, and yeah, totally. And you know, both of those kids, by the way, told me that the reason why they wanted to talk, speak at Flip Hacking Live, why they wanted to do more, was because they saw you the year before. <laughs> so both of those kids saw you the year before. And said, I want And then to I saw that. them and then I wanted to <laughs> Yeah, and so this is this think... is really healthy. This is really healthy mm-hmm. um uh, community on of each other that are that you're trying to lift each other up, not pull each other down. And mm-hmm. by no means am I am I saying that uh, they're knocking you off your throne in a bad way. It's it's really is no. like is like, hey, um and, and now what's gonna happen is we're doing this event for kids on June eighth and ninth, is more kids. We're gonna have kids at you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I see Yuri's kids, all, Yuri's entire family, Yuri Berman's entire family is there. And his little kids are all involved in the business and they're getting going. And then we've got uh, this, this other guy named Ryan down in Florida and his son, Ollie, is, is flipping his first house. And it's like, now it's starting to get into the, the ecosystem. The people are starting to say, well, hey, it's totally possible. Like I can do it. And this is exactly what we're trying to do. And guys, if you're listening to this, adults, the kids are beating you. The kids <laughs> are beating you to... Um, to your dreams and your goals and your plans. Like they're, they're doing it because you know why? Because they don't know that they can't. Like literally a 12 year old does not know that he can't do it. This is all we've been knowing when we're growing up. This is all we've been taught is that you can do it. Yeah. And if you're, if you're an adult and you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, you're sitting there going, oh yeah, like it, it, you can do it too. Like the problem is, you know, too, you, you, you know too much of what can go wrong. And, and instead say, what if, what if this works? What if it goes right? Like, what does my life look like? What is, you know, I can quit my job. I can do all the things that I don't want to do. So, okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about your deal. So now we got the kind of the, okay. the mindset. We got the framework of what happened. We got the past couple of years. Um, tell me about it. So you want to know how 16 year old got that much money? I want to know how you got that much money. I want to know how you found the deal. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know everything that I would want to know from anybody. Okay. Where did it come from? Um, okay. So I started off, I left the event and I was actually, no, while I was at the event, I started talking to Brad Bader, who is one of the members there. Uh, he does contracting. He's the other Omaha investor contractor. Um, so I started talking with him and I talked with uh, Mike Simmons about the 500K deal or the 500K challenge. And I was also talking to him about uh, possibly getting some private money lending. And then when I got back home, uh, I started, uh, I looked at this list on Facebook. I got Facebook because I was like, I don't have it. I'm too young to even like 
know what the people on there are doing. <laughs> that's I bet that's what the adults think when they go onto Snapchat and Instagram. That's so. right. When I went on Instagram like a few months ago, I was like, I don't even know what these kids are doing. I'm, I'm trying to build it up now. I got like 3,000 people. And you said you watch my videos. So that was cool. Yeah, I do. Um, and so I was going on the Facebook like group for our RIA, our local RIA meetings. And I saw that they have a list of wholesalers and investors and stuff on there. I put my name on the investor side of it. And then I looked at, uh, I just started contacting wholesalers. That's, that's just the first thing I started doing because I didn't really want to spend money on marketing like Sophia had done. Um, so I just looked at who are all the wholesalers in Omaha. That's my market, by the way, is Omaha, Nebraska. And I had um, found this guy who was selling a house in Fremont, which Fremont is like about 30 minute drive from Omaha. So it wasn't too far away. And so I looked at it really, really great uh, area for um, people in like Omaha to invest in. And I went down there. I loved the house. It had so much potential. It was dirty, but it was, it smelled like money. Like it was there. <laughs> and um, let's see. I, Sorry, I'm blanking a little bit because it's, all, right. it's so, all coming at me. So really just so I'm clear, you got so you, right in October, you went back and mm -hmm. you started getting involved. You started like looking for wholesalers, trying to figure out how to work, not pay, right? Mm -hmm. You were trying to work your way in to get this deal. And you found a wholesaler that had a deal about 30 minutes away from you and you went yep. out to look at it. Did you did your dad go with you? Did you talk to the wholesaler? Yeah. What was that like? I I didn't have a car at this time, so I had to go on these deals with my dad. And so um, I talked to this guy, I negotiated him down. Um, he was trying to sell it to me for like $97,000. I negotiated him down to 95,000. Okay. And then I, um, it took, I think only a few days. This was like, I think this whole thing went down after like a whole week. Uh, after flip hacking live or maybe two weeks at the most and i got my first house so you were like, like you were like it only took up. us like two weeks you were jacked up after flip hacking live and you're like i'm gonna go home yeah. and i'm gonna find something and we're just gonna do yeah it. i think it only took like one to two weeks i could figure that out but i won't right now but. that's awesome so your dad what about the numbers like running the numbers you said your dad was helping you with that a little bit yep so my dad was helping me run the numbers he was making sure like okay um <laughs> let's make sure that you you can actually um flip this house and make money on it let's see what like the stuff we have to do in the house i made the decisions with exactly where to save money inside the house and stuff because my dad we kind of we didn't argue but we kind of had different opinions about what to do with the house um because he was just trying to help me if, if it was his house what would he do kind of thing and i was like like okay well it's my house we're going to do this. So like an example um, for the countertops and stuff, they were in rough condition. I was like, let's save money and uh, try to fix them. And he was like, let's just buy new countertops or not countertops. Uh, or, cabinets. Yeah. Countertops. Your cabinets. Yes. It was the cabinets, right? So he told yep, me a story on the plane. Um, he wanted to put all new cabinets in there and you just want mm -hmm. to clean them and clean them up. Right. Yep. And it worked. Um, yeah. If the house sold for a lot more than I was intending it was going to sell, which we'll get to that. Oh, in just yeah, a second, we'll get there. But... So, 
So you made the decisions on on the scope of work and all that stuff, but did yep. you look at other houses or is this like the first house you looked at? No, this was the very first one. Okay. I didn't look at any other house. And um, I just got very lucky with that because I know that it's not going to happen like that every single time. But I just got lucky with the location was great. The person selling it to me, he, you know, was helping or not helping, but uh, I negotiated him down enough to where it would help me out. Um, so yeah, I, oh, so the money, where I got the money to pay for this guy, um, we have a private money lender that I know because of networking and all that stuff. So I reached out to him and he gave me, uh, uh, $120,000 at 8%, no points. Whoa. So it was I asked him, I asked him uh, for that much money for 10%. And he was like, how about this? Since it's your first deal, I'll help you out. Let's do 8%. So he helped me out there um, because I had told him the story and like what I was doing and stuff. And so that's how that happened. Man, that makes me feel really bad because I funded (laughs) Sophia's deal and she asked me, what about 10%? And I said, how about two points and 12%? Because that's what I charge. And and we kind of got stuck on that. <laughs> so well, he helped you it's out. It's also just down. building I, relationships. Yeah. It's also building relation, those relationships and stuff. So um, I know that's not the case for everybody. I, I got lucky. I know I did. And I uh, appreciate it because this guy, you know, he doesn't even know how much he's helped me like jumpstart my career. Well, just you know. so you know, like this is the exact reason why I teach not to say this is what interest rate I pay. Because mm-hmm. he, you you may have said, what do you want? And he says 8%. Or you may have say, said 10, I'll pay 10. And he says, okay. You know, so he yeah. might have been at 8% if you just asked him what he wanted. So this, this, I, hope, I hope this lesson like forever resolved, like goes out to all my community. Everybody listens to this. Do not say what you're going to give a private money lender. Let them say <laughs> what they're, they want to pay. And then... You, if it's way higher than you were expecting, then negotiate them down to your number. It's just like when you're buying a house. Like you're not, this guy's not going to say, um, "Yeah, I want ninety-seven thousand. And you know, you if you you're going to get the number that he wants first, right? When you go in and talk to a seller, you want to get their number first. We teach asking seven different times, seven different ways, over and over and over again to get the right, get something out of them, get a number out of them, because the weak you're in a weak position when you start with this is what I'm willing to give. Um, okay. So, so the private money lender, did he give you all 120 K or was it like purchase price yep. plus rehab draw? Or did you get all the money? It was everything. It was for everything. So all he just put it all in the account. Stuff. There you go. Yeah. That is awesome. So, yeah. So, um, I got to purchase the property with that money. Then I used that money to, um, pay Brad, who was my contractor on this project. And oh, so Brad then, was the contractor, Brad from, yeah. from uh, the group. Yeah, that's why I started talking to him. That's awesome. And, yeah. And he was a little bit more expensive than other things that I could have gone with, but he also managed the project for me, so I didn't have to go down to Fremont every single time mm-hmm. I did something, you know? Um, so that was very, very helpful. I know I could have gotten a little bit more money, but it doesn't even matter. I think I would... I'm just very fortunate to have had him manage that project for me because it would have been a lot. It's It was um, less of a hassle than it would have been just to save, you know, a few 
thousand bucks, you know. Time is money. But right? yep. <laughs> so um, I I saved a lot of money by doing the switches on my own, the outlets on my own, handles, just kind of just that small labor work. Um, and actually in my home, I took a home maintenance class this last semester while I was doing the house. And I was kind of talking to my teacher about my project and we were on the electrical unit and we were learning how to do just basic electrical stuff that helps me save money on my house. Cause I did that work. There was a bunch of electrical problems and stuff. And my dad and our friend, we all just went and did electrical work. They were doing the harder stuff that I couldn't do like four way switches and stuff, but I did the simple stuff and that saved me a few hundred, you know, so you're talking about um, so like just, re- replacing the outlets and the panel and stuff yep. like that, like the, the yep. covers. And replacing covers. like door handles. Yeah. Yep. So all that any, stuff. any minor so that like handyman, little stuff. handyman type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That little stuff, it did help save some uh, for other things. And so I ran into um, quite a lot of problems, not, not too bad, bad of problems, but um, like I said, there was some really bad electrical work done in that house and that, oh, that, it was really annoying. <laughs> so what and, was your budget? Um, was it 25,000? Um my budget so the original ARV uh was 159,000. Okay. And I had a budget of doing everything for close to Oh, I'm sorry. I really can't remember. It's okay. I should have my numbers. But you had, but, so you bought it for 95 though, and you got a loan for 120. So that leaves mm-hmm. about 25,000 minus closing costs yep. and stuff like that on the purchase. Yeah. So yeah, is just that about. the budget, like 22, 23,000, something like that? Or was it yeah. like, okay. So I ran into some sewage problems and stuff. And that really went over. Um, it went over my budget a little bit. So I had to go back and I didn't want to ask the guy that I originally asked the the private money lender. I didn't want to ask him for more money because I wanted him to know that I could do this. So I went to um, other people. I went to Chad and Ashley, who, if some of you know, they're uh, former members of the group, right? They're not in the group anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing short-term rentals, Airbnb, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. So I I asked them uh, for a second loan. So they gave me 15000 for 10 Ten percent. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen thousand, and that helps me for the rest of the um, costs of what I had problems. How did with you know stuff. to ask them? Um, because they were already giving my dad a loan, and I was like, well, "Why don't I just like take that loan onto my house?" And we kind of—it was like this whole thing. It's kind of confusing, but basically my dad asked for a loan and then I was like, let me take that actually. And we'll kind of split it with both of our properties. Got it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. So sometimes it's uh, like gap funding that was able to be used, yeah. a split across two properties. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So now yep. you got a loan for 135K. You bought it for 95K. So you've got like $40,000 in, in, costs and then ARV was 159. How long did it take for you to fix up? Mm-hmm. Uh, about, let's see. So I bought the property in November or so about three, four months, maybe. Okay. Three to four months. Five. <laughs> we're in eight. 
Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. When I did don't it sell? Remember what... When did it sell? It sold uh, this. Well, we closed on it this month. This month, so it closed on I... in April. It's probably. Yep, I closed on it on the third of April. Probably so I sold it in March. Uh, it went on the market in March. Mm-hmm. And it sold in I in like 48 hours, I think. Or I got. I got about seven offers in 48 hours. Okay, so four months to pitch drop. Let's just put it at four months. You put it on the market. You list it. Mm -hmm. You do some work. And then you how many offers? Seven offers? Sorry, I got three offers, seven showings. Seven showings, three offers inside 48 Mm -hmm. hours. What did you list it? All of them, um, 160. uh, Hold on. I was selling it for 160. 2000 I think. Okay. So your ARV then, was 159 in the beginning. You listed it for 162 and you sold it for what? Hold on. I can give you exact numbers. I have it all okay. written down. Sorry, I didn't know if we'd have time for this, so that's why. I... Oh, we all, everybody wants to know the numbers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then I can give you exacts and stuff because I wrote it all down. I do not have a good memory for that. <laughs> okay. I listed it for 162,500. Okay. And I got three offers over asking in 48 hours. And uh, I went with an offer of 169 k 169 So $10,000 yep. over your original ARV. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I rehabbed it for $37,837. How much? Thirty-eight. $37,837. Plus or minus a dollar, right? $37,837. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, All right. I can't. Sorry, I don't mean to be confusing. You're back back now. Okay, cool. Okay. So $37,000, bought it for, so bought it for $95, fixed it up, Mm -hmm. put about just under $40,000 into it. There's $135, sold it for $169. The lenders got paid, two lenders. The realtors got paid. The um, contractors got paid and you got paid. How much money did you make on this deal? I made $22,168. Just call it $22,000. No, let's call it $22,168. We don't want to, that $168 buy you. Sorry, $100.68. Oh, okay. (laughs) $22,100. She got down to the penny, y'all. Many of you guys got your deals down the penny. But here's the deal. I'll tell you what. 10 years from now, you're going to remember that you made $22,100.68. And I remember that my first wholesale deal. 68 cents is important. Yeah, my first wholesale deal, I made $9,900. It was a $10,000 assignment fee, but $100 went to the attorney. And I remember it like it was, my dad, it was game changing. My dad said he uh, made $8,000. Uh, $8,375 on his first flip. $8,375. Did you tell your dad yes. that you made almost three times as much as him on your first deal? Oh, yeah. He had to help me do the numbers. Ah, cool. <laughs> so he saw it for himself. So $22,000. It, it was a teaching moment. Yeah. I mean, this is this is incredible. That's really, really cool. Um, what did you learn along the way? I learned so much. Give me, a, oh, give me, top, give me top two or three things that you learned. Okay. Well, first thing is that what one man can do, another can do. Andy's voice. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because seeing Dawson and seeing Sophia, just all of us like bouncing off of each other's ideas and stuff, just really, it was awesome. It was incredible to be doing that with them. 
Do you feel like now you're more confident to go out and do another one? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, what, what do you think you're 16 years old and mm-hmm. you're a junior in high school? You just made mm-hmm. $22,168, um, what do you feel like, you know, looking back on your experience of being involved with your dad and, and in this world and, and coming to the mastermind meetings and things like that? Like what, what do you feel like you, some advice that you would give to some of the parents that are listening to say, if they want to expose your kids okay. very young. Okay. How? Because it's hard, just like how I did, bringing them to the properties, uh, exposing them by giving them books to read about it, and listening to podcasts near them and stuff. And they will pick it up if they want, or they will throw it away, throw those opportunities away. But that's up to them. It's not really up to you. And um, I guess just exposure is the key to getting your kid involved. Did you, did you always enjoy it or were there times where you felt like your dad would kind of pushed you there? Um, I, yeah, there have been times where I want to just hang out with my friends or whatever. And my dad will be like, well, like during this deal, I would want to set my priorities where my friends, I want to go see them and stuff. And he's like, well, how much is this costing you every day? And he would tell me, uh, I would say it's costing me $49 every day. And so, yeah, he uh, was kind of helping me be accountable. He wasn't necessarily pushing me. I've made goals and stuff by myself. Um, He just helps me along with it and supports me along with it. So I don't think you should pressure your kids. I think you should just, uh, I guess, support them in whatever they're doing. And if they want to take the path of real estate, then that's awesome. Then just, you know, keep doing what you're doing exposure, supporting. What about some advice that you have for the kids that are listening? I would say, listen to what your parents have to say about, um, that, cause they really want to help you in this, uh, career. Like my, my dad, he says he's prelice. <laughs> he's proud of me doing this deal, but he's also jealous, but, um, he's, <laughs> He just really uh, likes seeing that he raised me to be like this. And um, yeah, I think that just listening to what your parents have to say and taking that, you know, to close to heart and don't throw it all away just because you think you're too young or whatever. Because look at where that gave me, look where I am now thinking that I'm not too young to do this kind of stuff, you know? That's awesome. What, uh, what and Sophia and Dawson, yeah, all the other kids and Ollie and so many more that I don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, the, the little monsters that we're going to create on June eighth and 9th here at my office. So oh, it's going to be so cool. What um, what's next for you? I think right now, um, I'm going to complete school. I've during this deal when I had this deal, um. It was very, it was the most stressful time in my life because I had wrestling, school, and a house going on with like relationships with people and just so much going on at once. I, I'm going to take a break right now with uh, flipping by myself. I'm going to start doing more for the business as I always do. And next year, I'm going to think about maybe getting another flip. Um, yeah, because I'll be out of high school next year. So Cool. What, um, 
Now I lost my train of thought. I had a really fun yeah. Oh, I remember what it is. What uh, What do you do for fun? Like, are you a, still a kid or what? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I love to hang out with friends and stuff, and uh, you know, God knows what we get up to. So, <laughs> but you mentioned I wrestling. Like, uh, Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to club right now for um, wrestling, and I'm lifting. I'm doing my own lifting. I'm doing lifting for school or at the school and when it gets into season I'm probably going to do club along with wrestling so it just gets all hectic and whatnot and I just don't want all that stress again <laughs> yeah so high school high school wrestling where you wrestle for the mm -hmm. team at high school are you good yeah I would hope so if I'm on varsity <laughs> varsity wrestling that's pretty cool yeah Awesome. I was a wrestler when I was in high school and before high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wrestled all the way through my senior year, um, went to the state championship in Maryland. Um, oh, awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but I moved on and stopped, stopped wrestling and just went all in on soccer after that. So high school, college. Did you regret that? Uh, no, I played soccer since I was four years old. I love it. It's oh, okay. a thing to do. I, I was tired of cutting weight. I was cutting weight when I was, when I was a, a yeah. freshman, I weighed 98 pounds and 103 was the lightest weight class. So I was oh, like gotcha. weighing in with a sandwich and my warm-up suit and everybody was pissed off at me. And then by the time I was a junior yep. and senior, I was like cutting down 10 pounds down to 125 and 119. And I didn't yeah. at all. Uh, that's, I have never had to cut. I mean, there are days where I don't eat anything for weighing in, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, some people can take that how they want to take it. Yeah, it was my least favorite but, thing to do, and I just got tired of it. So my senior year, I was just like, yeah. Enough. And so that was it. Mm, um, I'm setting a big goal to make it to state this year. So, yeah, I've been doing clubs and stuff for that. Nice. I've been watching on social media, and I'm proud of you. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, and it's it's really cool to see you do that. You get involved in real estate. You still have a life. It's it's really <laughs> impressive. And you're right. It does get stressful and hectic sometimes. And, yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, taking a break or, or reprioritizing and trying to figure out what's next for you. So, yep. um, all right. If people want to find out. Especially at this young. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If people want to find out more about you, um, what do you need? What can you ask for in your 30-second commercial? And how would they get a hold of you? You need money, My 30 you second need deals over there in Omaha. Like, what do you need? What do you need? And um, how somebody get in a hold of you? Uh, I don't know. Right now, I'm just, I think money, yeah, deals, those are all great. Um, <laughs> and what did you say the second thing was? What, uh, how can someone, if they, if I how got a deal reach in your area, where should I be looking? If I if want to throw money at you because you're awesome, <laughs> um, how should I send it? Um, you don't have to give your bank account information, but like, should they no. reach out on the uh, We've got page? social media. Should they send an email to you guys? Should they check you out somewhere? Yeah, so we've got our Urban Firebird Home Solutions. That's our, um, I guess, our handle for almost anything. Instagram, Facebook, not Snapchat. Um, I don't even know. Can you even do that kind of stuff on Snapchat? I, I, don't, I don't use know. it that much. I've so. never been on Snapchat <laughs> in my entire life. And then we also have a website, dadanddaughterbyhouses.com dadanddaughterbyhouses.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So they can send you a message on Urban Firebird Home Solutions on Facebook, Instagram, yep. or uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, are you still doing that? 
Yep, we got uh, YouTube walkthroughs. My dad is not pushing him out far enough, so I think I'm going to have to take over soon. Cool. <laughs> Instead and of just doing Instagram. It's one of my earliest memories of you is doing the walkthroughs on yeah. the channel. So if you guys want to see where it all started, you can go to Urban Firebird Home Solutions YouTube channel and check out young yep. Riley doing walkthroughs of the house with her dad. It was like my favorite thing in the world. And you can go back if, you, um, if you're in the mastermind and you can, you, you can go check out Flip Hacking Live. Um, all the recordings that we have that you have access to. So two years ago, her and her dad spoke on stage at the event. And then uh, years before that, it was like 2016 or 2017, um, you were kind of like a uh, celebrity on the video there of going to hang out with Justin and Tara and the family. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't even know that was going to be a podcast until Justin uh, made it. <laughs> yep. So I created a video of that event and all that stuff. So Really cool stuff. I'm proud of you. I'm um, I'm incredibly thankful that your dad brought you into the community, and it's been really cool to watch you and see some. Of Thank your you so much. The runway program and having you on stage and doing all that stuff. So, um, okay. Any last thoughts? Anything I didn't cover that you wanted to cover? No, I think that's fine. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Um, Riley's 16. She flipped a house, made twenty-two thousand one hundred dollars and sixty-eight, <laughs> and you can too. Um, what one? man can do or one woman can do, you can do. So uh, hopefully this gives you some inspiration and motivation and you decide that if Riley can do it, so can you. Not Riley can do it because she's young and I'm old or she's got this or that and I don't, but rather this should fuel you and fire you up to go out there and take, take control of your life, take control of your finances, do what you want to do, like whatever that is. It might be flipping a house, it might be doing something else, but um, anything's possible for you. And um, literally you can do anything you want to do. So hopefully you guys take this and run with it and I'll see you on the next show.